more coffee. More coffee. Hello, welcome back to the More Coffee podcast. How is everybody doing today? I know it's been a hot minute since I've made a podcast. It's only been like two weeks, I think, but things have been absolutely hectic around here where I live in Australia because finally the state that I live in has eased our restrictions. So I've got up to a lot of fun but safe things lately. I've had a brunch and I finally got to travel more than 25Ks. <laughs> which I only traveled, I think 30 max um, anyway, but I have been trying to enjoy life as much as possible now that lockdown is kind of over a little bit because I start work on Sunday. Finally, I am just over the moon about this because this is the first job that I have in Australia. The actual, like the first job job, not being a nanny because I considered that a kind of live in experience to get the local, you know, the local feel of what it would be like, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, this is the first job that I have in Australia. And this is the first kind of job that I have in the profession that I actually want to do. <gasps> Are you joking? Yes. No. Oh my God. I'm going to be working with makeup. That's all I, that's all I'll say. <laughs> so some new things that have happened recently are I have made a podcast group on Facebook. It's a private group. I have zero members <laughs> so far because I've been working on the cover art and stuff for it. And I have an Instagram page for the podcast so I can keep in touch with the people who actually listen to it. I saw that two people left reviews on the podcast and I tell you, two reviews, I screamed, they were so nice. So if you two men are listening to this podcast who commented and gave me compliments, I just want to say I'm sending you a hug right now because you made my morning, you made my week, you made my year, you made my life. I am so happy people actually listen to the podcast because I kind of thought this was going to be a thing where I would just be, this, this was my journal. You know what I mean? Today's topic is going to be about heartbreak broad. I know we could do regular heartbreak, whatever, but as somebody who has traveled a lot, I don't think there's anything quite like a heartbreak abroad. There's nothing like meeting somebody in a different country who has like a sexy French accent and then realizing at the end of the day, I am probably never going to see this man or woman another day in my life. <laughs> so yeah, we'll talk about the heartbreak abroad. Mine's pretty fucked. But I had a few people send me in some voice messages. These are going to remain completely anonymous. So thank you to the people who actually wanted to send me in some voice notes because I really enjoyed listening to this story. It's not that I enjoyed listening to them. It's just that, <laughs> I mean, I'm, my heart goes out to you for your heartbreak. I'm not saying I enjoy your pain, but I am just, I, it's so interesting to hear other people's stories and it kind of makes me feel like I'm not so alone in my own story and I'm hoping that this podcast find somebody out there who might be heartbroken abroad and just realize that on the other side of that idea of only being able to have that super romantic movie-like kind of relationship abroad it's not the end of it for you trust me so let's get into my story we're just going to dive into it I'll tell you little details here and there. So I was 19, 18 and 19 at the time that I met this guy. Met him in September. My birthday was in October, 18. You know, that's how, how it went. <laughs> so we met in 2016 in September. 
He was a soccer player at the college in my town, and this college was just a technical college. It was a stepping stone for people who either wanted to get a job straight away out of college or wanted to do sport and then get recruited to a bigger college and kind of have more opportunities from there. So I met this man. He was from the UK, and we matched on the only place in the world where romance is alive. Tinder. (laughs) yeah we matched on tinder and we met up he wasn't a catfish thank fuck he met my family during thanksgiving so yes he was real i met him i physically touched him he was not a catfish let's keep that in mind for the end of this story he was not a catfish and i actually met him (laughs) and he met my family okay so Things were good when we first met. Typical, this was kind of my first, this was kind of my first relationship, situationship kind of thing. I'd never really gotten serious with a guy before. I'd never had a boyfriend in high school. So I was really excited when somebody actually showed me attention. The Libra in me was just like, yes, please just tell me I'm pretty. (laughs) And he did. But things were good. And he started getting homesick around... Thanksgiving time. He'd never celebrated Thanksgiving before and my family had met him, of course, and we had dinner. I mean, we didn't have dinner together, but we obviously were in the back room and my grandma made food and she gave us two plates and we were teenagers. So we go and sit in the back bedroom so we can have our privacy and not be super awkward around my grandparents, which they were fine with. Uh, But he started getting homesick, kind of left it at that. He was like, oh, I just miss my family, whatever whatever. I've never been away from them this long. I was like, understandable. That's fair. So we started talking about me going to visit him whenever he went back to the UK for Christmas. And I was like, oh yeah, I would love to. But the only problem was I didn't have a fucking job. So I was broke. So then we started trying to find jobs for me and I ended up working at Walmart so I could save money. And I, when I tell you, I pulled all those shifts. I picked up all the shifts that they asked me. Walmart loves to Walmart loves to offer you shifts every single, if you get one day off a week, you're lucky. So I started working at Walmart as a self-checkout host and as the service desk person and many things. And I saved up money. I was saving up money. And then I got a job as an assistant gymnastics coach on Thursdays, which was really fun. It was kind of two different experiences for me. So anyway, yeah, so he went home over Christmas, but before that, So things were pretty good with us. It was fresh and new. He was so sweet. Good conversations, whatever. And then he got comfortable. We got comfortable. I was still trying my best. I was like, so tell me more. Open up to me more. Let me just say this now. He's a cancer. I'm going to leave it right there. He's a cancer. He's a water sign. I'm going to leave it there. If you know, you know. So... We started chit-chatting more, opening up. He said that he had stopped talking to a girl when he left because he was moving, blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, that's fine, whatever. And then I I looked at his Snapchat one day. Like, I wasn't going through his phone. I've never gone through a partner's phone before, and I never will. I was looking at his phone when he was Snapchatting, and there was a Snapchat from a girl named Jackie. And I was like, who the fuck? I was like, what? I was like, oh, I was like, why is she on your Snapchat? And this was a girl who went to the college, um, the same college as him, and I knew her, and she didn't have the best, you know. Um, 
no judgment to her though, you know, free woman, you can do what you want, girl, but when somebody has a man, stay away. So he was like, oh, she just added me on Snapchat, whatever, whatever. I was like, okay, whatever. Didn't think of it. And nothing happened, I don't think, with that. But then that was kind of when I was like, hmm, I just had that, I had that tickle in my gut. You know what I mean? Have you ever had that little tickle in your gut when you're like, something's not right here. And I was right. In the end, I was right. But anyway, we were having a conversation one day, a really serious conversation. And we would lay in my bedroom all the time because that was the only place we could really go because I didn't want to, I mean, I didn't want to get caught with him in my bedroom because, you know, Mexican grandparents, they'll, they'll whoop you. We were having a conversation one day. It was really serious. It was about people we had talked to before. I didn't have that much experience with it anyway. I'd had a lot of flings, whatever. That was my only reference point. But he had been like, oh, he said something that really was like, what the fuck? Why did you say that? He said, oh yeah, it's different that I've gone for you because I usually go for blondes. Blondes are my type. <gasps> I said, what? Excuse me? And here's me thinking, okay, honest king, like, thanks for being so open with me. I'm going to keep that in mind. Maybe I'll dye my hair blonde. I really thought this when I was like 18 years old. Poor me. This, this man had crushed my self-confidence so much. Whether he knew it or not, I don't know. He just, he crushed it so much. It was just little things, you know, things that I would say that didn't sound right to him. I don't know. He was really particular about certain phrases I would say oh I'm trying to think of one I can't think of one but it was because in the UK they might say so oh like aluminum and what do they say aluminum 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 they say something different just stuff like that he would correct me oh yeah like tomato he'd be like it's tom it's tomato it's tomato I don't know how to do a UK accent I'm so sorry <laughs> but no he'd just be like oh I'm just going to go to the toilet. I don't know if that sounded like UK, but if I'd say, um, I'm going to use the bathroom, I'm going to use the restroom. He's like, uh, well, you don't rest in a restroom, do you? You go to the toilet. You go to the loo. So he, corre <laughs> he corrected me all the time. And I was just like, okay, I'm going to make myself better. I want to make him happy. I want to, I want to make myself, you know, the best version of me for him. Red flag, girl and boy. Red flag. If somebody tries to... No. No. So it got to the point after all of these things started to happen, little things would would build up. If you've ever been with somebody and you check their Snapchat score, you need to run because that is toxic. It would get to a point where I would check his Snapchat score when he was Snapchatting me because if it didn't go up just by two points, you know, one for him, one for me, I would be like, who are you talking to? I'd be like, who else are you Snapchatting? Because your Snapchat score keeps going up and up and up by like 20. And he's like, why are you checking my Snapchat score? And I was like, I don't know. Don't you check mine? Oh, how, how toxic was I? And how toxic was he? he? We were so toxic for each other. So I made him delete a girl off Snapchat once. And that is when you know you have no trust. Something in my gut was like, oh my God, well, he's talking to a bunch of other girls and I'm going to make him just, you know, what's going to solve the problem. I'm going to make him delete girls. That was toxic. That was toxic on my behalf. And on his behalf, he was not fucking honest with me anyway. I love 
when somebody's open, you know, I say this now, but back then, if somebody would have been open and honest with me, I would have been so hurt. <laughs> I would have been so offended. So ultimately, he decided he was going to go home over Christmas and stay there. But he'd still planned on me coming up and visiting and me meeting his family. So I was like, okay, cool. I'm just going to keep working, working my ass off. And I'm going to come visit you. I'm going to meet your family. This is going to be a serious thing. I finally have my dream man. And oh my God, if you fucking ever met this man, I'm so sorry. But he's not. <laughs> he's just not. Oh my God. I, I used to call him my dream man back then because he had a fucking accent. And he called me pretty. Don't settle, queen. Don't settle, king. Okay? Don't settle. I'm just going to tell you that now. So he'd cried in front of me once before he went home. Um, and that was kind of the point where he told me he was going to go back home for good. Um, we were sitting in my bedroom one day and he was looking at pictures of his dog. And then he just turned over and started crying. And there is nothing wrong with a guy crying at all. It kind of made me feel closer to him because there's such negativity around the idea of a man crying and opening up and showing his emotions instantly people think he's too feminine or he's gay or you know he's out of his mind and I just don't agree with that um I actually really thought it was beautiful that he cried in front of me and I felt so sorry for him because he had been struggling so much and didn't tell me that he was missing his family this much and I was trying to be understanding of that. Um, of course, I was sad that he was going to go home, but I did have the, you know, excitement and something to look forward to in my belly because I was like, okay, let me rephrase that. I don't mean I had a child in my belly. I mean, I had excitement and butterflies in my belly. <laughs> when I took him to the airport, me and one of my girlfriends drove him and it was really, this should have been like a red flag to me. He didn't say much on the car ride. Him and his roommate didn't. When we picked them up, they said, hi, how are you? And that was it. You know, typical getting in the car. How are you doing? Thanks for, you know, whatever. The entire three-hour drive to the airport, not a word was said. I didn't think of it as a red flag at the time, but I was so, like, in love with this guy that I didn't even care. I was like, yes, this is my man. He's so quiet and mysterious. Yes. <laughs> anyway when we got to the airport I took him to his terminal and we hugged and then he cried again and it made me cry and I really 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 just I think I didn't say I loved him at that point but I really wanted to I think we both kind of wanted to say it because we were just staring at each other and it was one of those like really romantic moments in an airport where you're saying your goodbyes and you're just staring at each other with tears in your eyes and you know hands all over your face and just hugging and just so close and there's just that tension there that you want to say I love you but neither one of you say it first and it was just like I'll see you later you know I'll see you soon and that was that. The relationship continued. He went home and things were good. We FaceTimed quite a bit. I met his dog. I didn't meet any of his family over FaceTime, which I didn't think was a red flag at the time either. But considering how long we were together and everything I did for him, I kind of expected at least a hello. <laughs> I don't even know if he ever told his parents about me. If he didn't, whatever. Um... 
but yeah, he things started to go a little bit downhill pretty quickly. Um, the time difference was not very fun. So the UK is like seven or eight or nine hours, I think, in front of the US. So talking time was a bit awkward for us. So he went to a quote unquote lads holiday to Spain, which I think a lot of people from the UK go to Spain, like just for a weekend. (laughs) What a life. Yeah, but he went to Spain for, I think it was four days with his roommate that he had in Kansas, the one that I had met. So, cause I think they'd lived like a few blocks away from each other in England. So that was really, that was really handy. Also, I wasn't really a big fan of his roommate in the first place because he had told me that his roommate had a girl over once and I wasn't mad about that. I had looked his roommate up on Facebook and his roommate was in a relationship with a girl back in England. And I was like, oh, but anyway, he completely like ignored me when he was in Spain. I told him, have fun, update me, let me know if you're safe, let me know what you do, you know, I I wasn't asking him to tell me his every move, but you know, it's really just, I thought it was a given, uh, you know, if he wasn't going to be able to talk to me for the day, hey, to send me a message really quickly, hey, just going to be out all day, probably won't be able to talk to you, just want to let you know that I'm not dead. (laughs) I didn't even get that. So we were in the middle of a conversation when he was in Spain and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to go out to the club later. And then he fucking just stopped replying to me for 24 hours. The thing was, I was so, I was that girl. I checked his Snapchat location and he was like active. Oh, I'm telling you, girl, if you do this, get out. <laughs> yeah, oh, I am just, I cringe at how toxic I was and Obviously, he was toxic as well. I'm not, like, putting it all on me. Um, But, yeah, he just kind of left me on red for the entire day, which if he would have quickly, two-second text, I've got to go, I'll talk to you tomorrow, whatever, tell me. Don't leave me on red. Don't ask me why I'm making something or why I'm doing something. And then leave me on red. It just makes me think you died or got hit by a train. But you didn't because you're fucking active on Snapchat. Anyway, yeah, so then he Snapchatted me the next day and it was just a picture of him walking in the hallway of the hotel or hostel or wherever he was staying at and his roommate was, or his old roommate was standing in front of him. It was just like a quick blurry picture. It'd be like if you took an accidental picture, if you pulled your phone out of your pocket, it looked like that. So I was like, oh, okay, whatever. Um, This is cool. So then obviously I think there's a very strong, there was a very strong feeling in my gut that he had went and done something not very faithful. (laughs) I don't know. He was young. I was young. I'm sure he didn't stay faithful as I'm sure many 18 year olds don't stay faithful to their significant other when they live overseas. (laughs) So, you know, it's normal, young, whatever you live and you learn, don't you? So then we started fighting. He started accusing me of not trusting him. And I said, well, I don't trust you because you've not given me a reason to trust you. You've given me no reassurance. You've given me nothing, nothing in return. I've put in so much of this effort and all you've done is just pretty much used me when you lived in the U.S. for, you know, a ride to the shops or just to hang out with somebody when you were bored. And I did so much for him. And 
he did nothing in return for me. And I said, I understand you don't have a job and you don't have money. I'm not asking you for money. I'm asking you to be open and honest with me and be a man. Like, tell me what's going on. Open up. You are such a hard egg to crack. Like anyone knows a water sign is so emotional, but getting that first kind of breaking through the barrier, especially for a cancer, it's just, it's hard. So yeah, it just kind of started to crumble from there and he would leave me on red all the time, especially because all we were doing really was arguing. All we would do is argue. It was over little things as well. And I was so, I'm telling you, I didn't do anything. I stayed inside all the time. And I was really out here thinking that was going to do something. I thought if I stay indoors and I don't do anything, then he's going to gain so much trust for me. And I, my young self, I expected him to do the same for me. That was me going into a relationship with no prior experience and being just absolutely, I had no sense of direction on how a relationship is supposed to go. And he wasn't helping that much uh, because he didn't tell me that anything that I was doing was not how a relationship should be. Um, but he never, I don't know. It's just like, it wasn't his fault that I stayed indoors. It was my own fault. I thought as a young, as a young teenager, I thought this is how it's supposed to be. And yeah, I do take blame for me thinking that, but also he didn't tell me that, that this is not how a relationship should work, you know? So pretty much he just told me one day that we it was just too much for him. He said, it's just, I didn't think it would be this hard and we just need a break. I just, I can't do this anymore. I think, you know, I'm not the right person for you, whatever. And I was so heartbroken. I cannot tell you how much I, but I didn't like, I didn't fight for it. I was just like, okay. I said, if this is what you want, fine. That's one thing that I will never do is if somebody wants to leave me, I know what I'm worth. Like I know well, I can't say that for 18-year-old me. I didn't know what I was worth back then, but I didn't fight because I was like, okay, I'm not going to be annoying and I'm not going to beg him to stay because that's just embarrassing for me, personally for me. It was just, it'd be embarrassing for me to be like, please, it would seem desperate for me. So anyway, we cut things off, whatever. We didn't talk for like a week or two. And then he Snapchatted me one day. <laughs> Again, I'm not making fun of guys crying, but... <laughs> He sent me a Snapchat of his face. He was laying in bed and he was just crying. <laughs> no context to it either. I'm not making fun of him for crying. I'm really not. It was just two weeks. And then I get a picture of him crying and his fucking... <laughs> and there was no caption to it. And I was like, uh, are you okay? <laughs> Oh my God. So yeah, anyway, he had said that. He's like, oh, well, I really miss you and we should try again. You know, I'll be better, whatever. And he was better for three days. And then it kind of just went back to the same thing. And, but we still continued to talk. Um, it was really off and on pretty much until I got to England. We'll get to that part though. Um, yeah, he was just, 
I kind of understood at that point that he was probably going to do what he wanted, but I was still going to be the one that was going to be there for him. But he said that he would still meet up with me. He's like, you know, I said I would, and you've been working and you've already paid for so much of, you know, the passport fee flight there. I'm still going to see you. We're going to meet. And I said, okay. And he said he was going to take me to this really good pizza spot, whatever. Mm, So it gets down to May. So I arrived in the UK, May 29th. I was in New York and I sent him a message and I was like, OMG. I said, I am so excited. I'm finally going to hop on the plane. I am so excited to be there. And thank you so much for encouraging me to do this. I know we've had our ups and downs, but I am just, I didn't ever think I would be doing something like this. So thank you so much. He's like, oh my gosh, no problem. I'm so excited for you to be here. Whole flight later. First ever international flight I ever took, which was a shit fucking flight anyway, because the flight attendant was a racist prick. It was Delta. So, I landed in the UK. Didn't have Wi-Fi until I got into the airport, so I couldn't really tell him that I landed yet. Um, if anyone's ever been to the Heathrow Airport, you know how long the line is to get through the border control if you're not from the UK. So I was in line for about half an hour, 45 minutes, maybe longer than that. I don't know how long I was in line for, but I was so nervous. I had my ginormous suitcase with me and my ginormous backpack, uh, which was a big mistake. (laughs) And then I log on to my Snapchat because that's how the only way we could talk because iMessage obviously wasn't going to work abroad and it was pending. I was absolutely horrified. I said, okay, there's no way. So I exited out of the app really quick. I was like, okay, this must be just, just something with the Wi-Fi because I've never been abroad before and my phone is roaming, whatever. I'm just going to exit out really quick, go back in, send him another message, see if it went through. Pending. Oh my God. So I had a full on breakout. Obviously, I didn't like freak out in the airport. I freaked out internally in the airport. I know we'd had our ups and downs as every relationship does, but I didn't expect to land in the UK and to see that he had just removed me from all forms of social media for no way for me to contact him. I cannot believe I just, I, I was so, I didn't cry in the airport and on the train, which by the way, it took me about an hour to figure out how to work the train anyway. Um, I finally had to hop off because I was like, this doesn't seem right. (laughs) So I hopped on the train again and I was absolutely starving because I hadn't eaten on the plane because I, it was my first international flight. My stomach was in knots and I hadn't slept hardly because of course I was terrified the plane was going to sink into the ocean. So I was starving. I was tired and I had just gotten blocked by somebody that I had expected to see when I was abroad. I cannot believe that. I just, I was lost for words and somebody, I think somebody could like notice that I was like having a panic attack because she was just staring at me and it wasn't like a stare like, what the fuck? It was a stare of concern. (laughs) I did end up finding a place to stay for the entire month and it was a cute little apartment and it was a couple and they were just the nicest couple I have ever met in my life and I'm so thankful for them 
um, because they were just so good to me. So moral of the story is I, I found my independence. I realized that I am capable of so much more than I thought I was. And not everybody is out to get you. I ended up meeting really amazing people while I was in London by myself. I actually had like three romances while I was there. I had a really like great, I had a really great time. (laughs) I'll just say that. He did go in a relationship with somebody the day that I landed in the airport. So that was really fun to find out. And now he has a kid. So I remember him saying specifically, I don't ever want kids because I really want to be a professional soccer player. Hmm. I'm not saying kids are karma because kids are a beautiful gift. Yeah. So I had, when I was looking on his Facebook one night, you can look, obviously, if you're blocked on the messenger or on the Facebook app, you can obviously Google search their name on a private mode in Safari on your iPhone. And that'll work just fine. So he had gone in a relationship with this girl, clicked her name. I was like, what the fuck? So I looked her up on Twitter and she had started tweeting about him in January. <gasps> I was like, no, we had been, we had, he ended things with me by fucking blocking me that in May. And he was with this girl in January. And he had told me he loved me on February 16th. I remember because that was my mom's birthday. He's like, oh. I appreciate you so much and I love you. My family's going to love you. I love you. I said, oh. he said he loved me over a Snapchat message. How romantic. It should have been a red flag for me though, because every time I would say it to him, he would say, you too. <gasps> I'm sorry. I keep gasping. I'm just like, I'm trying to add some drama to this. But yeah, long story short, um, fuck you. Not, not my beautiful listeners. I'm talking to the immature person who broke my heart but look at me now I have my dream job and I live in another country I have done so many things by myself I look at me I'm doing it I said I was gonna do it and I'm doing it my karma has been gorgeous my birth chart is very promising for me I've just got to put the work in and I'm gonna I'm gonna get that karma back Has life been rainbows and butterflies and sprinkles? No, it has not been. But you know what? I've gotten my heart broken a few times since then. And I've just lived and I've learned. So I hope you enjoyed my story. Um, Now I'm going to play you a few clips of people who have sent in their stories from Heartbreaks Abroad. Enjoy. So around summertime last year, I got out of a really bad relationship and three months after it, I met this guy and right off the bat, I just knew that it was going to be something. So me and this guy are talking over Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, like we had each other on all social media. And then a month and a half later, we both went on vacation and we ended up going to the same country he ended up meeting my mother (laughs) and it was very intense we just planned everything out together like we were close friends and obviously we knew that we couldn't be together at that time because of distance because he lived in europe and i lived in america so i went back to america he went back to europe And so we kept in contact and he ended up 
sleeping with this girl after he basically planned his whole life with me and it broke my heart. He regretted it and then we got back together. I got a job in Europe and when Corona hit, I literally, it broke my heart because here I am obsessed with this guy who is obsessed with me, planning our lives together. I'm literally about to like buy my flight, submit my visa, and the whole country goes on lockdown. I don't even know how to explain it. Like being obsessed with someone who doesn't even live near you is one of the hardest, most complicated things anyone could ever experience. I mean, it's so frustrating. And then on top of it, a pandemic and crazy presidents, I mean, you name it. He somehow is still obsessed with me. I don't understand how. And I still really want to move to Europe. Just not 100% sure if it's just for him now. I don't know why he literally shattered my heart. It literally hurt me. I was just genuinely so obsessed with this person. Like, we have a lot of similarities. <laughs> we actually both have kids. I have a little son and he has a little daughter. That's also another reason why we kind of bonded. I don't know, it's, it, it hurts when you hear that they do something with someone else. Thank you so much for letting me in on that personal of the story. I really hope that one day this man matures and somebody that can't see how amazing and beautiful of a woman you are and how much your worth is and someone who can't be patient enough to just wait out like, why does it always come to a guy being like bored where he thinks he needs to go stick his dick somewhere else? You know what I mean? You deserve so much more than that. And I know it's so hard, especially when the person meets your family and they have something in common with you, something as big as a child, they have that in common with you. I can imagine that spark you feel and that kind of almost you feel like it's almost cosmic because you're like, oh, we, we both have kids. We both love to travel. And I can imagine that feeling that's going through your body. You're like, this is the person that I'm meant to be with. Don't let the whole rose, what, what, what do they say? The rose colored glass. Don't let that blind you because from the sounds of it, this person doesn't sound like they're ready for a relationship. They don't sound like they're going to going to take you seriously at the present moment. Something that maybe you should both talk about so you're on the same page is, hey, maybe we should just take a break from each other while this pandemic is going on. And then once we're 100% allowed to safely travel again, we can meet up in Europe or wherever you guys want to meet up at and see where it goes from there. A, a break might be what you both need. And I know you guys are both obsessed with each other, but right now it's just like, it's so hard and I know that I know so deeply that feeling of not being able to see somebody so my heart is going out to you so much all right gonna move on to the next story now this started when I was 16 and I had a boyfriend he moved to Italy so we had to break up because I lived in Uruguay, is in South America. Fast forward a couple of years uh, later, I had the opportunity to travel to Italy. So I decided to meet up with him and I thought I was madly in love with him and he was the one and everything. So I got to Italy in Milan and then I traveled into his city 
in the south of Italy and as soon as I came down the train and saw him waiting for me with a rose, I realized he wasn't the one and I didn't like him. Of course we did hug and we did like a little kiss on the lips, but that was it. And his mom was there as well and she was really happy to see me too because we hadn't seen him like four years or something. I had to tell him I was wrong about my feelings first. So, well, his mom let us stay in her house and everything, and she prepared everything. And I told him, look, I'm sorry, but I don't feel the way I thought I felt. He said, well, that's good because I didn't feel the same way. We were both kind of friendly through my stay at his house, but then when it was time to part our ways, we just decided to stay as friends. I traveled literally half the world to see him and just to realize he wasn't the one but it was totally worth it and I enjoyed my travels anyway. At least you went and you got that closure because if you wouldn't have gone you probably would have spent a long time wondering if he might have been the one and the fact that you two both felt the same way that you probably were better off just as friends that is so much closure and now you can enjoy your travels and maybe meet new people along the way and not worry about if you're missing out on the love of your life. So thank you so much for sending that to me. Okay, we're going to move on to our last story and then we are almost done with this podcast for the day. I am half Greek, half American. I go to Greece every summer and I met this guy through a mutual friend. We started dating and we were dating for about a year. I was only in Greece for like a month, but we spent practically the whole month together. The next year, summer came around. I was in Greece for a month again and we went on like a three-day couple trip to Rome and it was nice, but um, I started to realize that like, this dude wasn't the best person. And so we were together for like a whole total of 15 months. The second summer, after I had come back, we had decided that, you know, if he wanted to come to the States, then he could because he had never been before. And we were both capable of financing it. And why not? It would be fun. So we booked his flights for Thanksgiving. October rolled around. I was like going through a lot of stuff in general. And I was just kind of done. I started picking fights for no reason. It wasn't really a good relationship. And we had kind of just booked the trip. So I was like, ah, you just got to hang on until after Thanksgiving. But I was like, no, no, I can't do it. So literally in the first week of October, I ended things. He calls me the next day. I didn't want to have the conversation in that moment, but I was being really cold and I was like, I'm really busy. I can't really talk right now. He was like, I know that you're not busy. What's going on? Just tell me. So I was like, yeah, we need to break up. And he was like, well, what do you mean? Yeah, that was not fun. <laughs> you know, 15 months is a long time to be with someone. And it was like really emotional. He was like, are you sure you want to do it? You don't seem sure. And I was like, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm half Greek, half American. I can't say that my Greek is like spectacular, but you know, we could communicate with each other. But when it comes to these types of conversations, it's difficult, right? And I think that a lot of people who speak two languages can relate to the fact that it's harder in your second language to try and talk about something so intimate. He called me every week for a month after we had broken up. He would just make up excuses to talk to me 
or he would just try and double check to make sure that I'm sure that this is something that I wanted. And meanwhile, as I said, I was going through a lot of stuff and I haven't seen him since then. And that was in October of 2019. I was able to thankfully come to Greece this summer and I didn't even bump into him anywhere. That is my long distance messy breakup story for you. I hope that it's helpful. So I'm getting some Joe Goldberg vibes from the end of that story. <laughs> Good for you for ending it and going with your gut and not letting somebody pressure you into thinking that you're making the wrong decision because it sounds like that might have been what he was trying to do by asking you so much, are you sure? I know people can be really manipulative and think that they can trick you into, into thinking you're making the wrong decision when the decision in the end, it's your choice if you don't want to be with him or not. Um, good on you, though, for making that choice. And I'm so happy you didn't run into him when you went back to Greece. Be careful when you go back, though, because I am getting some serious Joe Goldberg vibes from him at the end of that. <laughs> anyway, thank you guys all for sending in those stories. I'm sorry I couldn't put them all up. Please don't hesitate to send them to me on the Facebook group or the Instagram page at More Coffee Pod on Instagram and More Coffee Podcast on Facebook. Thank you guys so very much for listening and I really, really, really appreciate the people who submitted stories and felt so open with me. I just, I am so grateful that I came across this platform where we can just speak freely and not not really care what anybody thinks about it. So just keep in mind that if you do travel overseas, don't get a boyfriend, don't get a girlfriend, just, you know what? Go on a day every single night with a different person. Have an experience. Grow. Learn what you like. Learn what you don't like. Don't settle down, especially on your travels because that takes away a lot of the fun of being in a new country by yourself or with a group of friends. It just takes away that excitement of, who am I going to see tonight? It's just, I don't know if, if everyone's down with being that way, but I sure was. I'm settled down now, but I did have a very very fun experience abroad. <laughs> not obviously not the beginning of this podcast, but you know, you know what I mean afterwards. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening till the very end of this podcast. If you're still here with me next week, I don't know what we're going to talk about, but I am writing down ideas now. If you want to join the Facebook group or the Instagram, let me know what you want to hear on this podcast and we will discuss. 